what's going on, everybody? This is your boy, Josh Trey Davis, a.k.a. J. What's going on, y'all? It's Coach Daryl Green. Welcome to the next episode of Drop the Mic 314 Podcast. Drop the mic! Now, we, we a little late to the party on this topic, but, you know, people are still talking about it. Uh, of course, we want to talk about the Cat Williams interview on Club Shay Shay. Um, I think what's crazy to me about it is that it literally broke the internet. Bro. And we were four days in. Hey, bro. You got to stand. That's because he came with, with guns blazing. Oh, let me see. 30 minutes in. It didn't reach over 30 million views, bro. But the first, I think the first 24 hours, it had like 3 million views. Bro. That man came in there, bro. Shoot, more than that. First 30. 49 40, million. 49 million views. And the biggest viewed interview is 54. Bro, 49. 40. Hold on. And not, not just 49 on a two- Almost three hour interview. Yes. It's crazy. But I mean, I'm going to be honest, that's one of the very few interviews I've witnessed, and I'm only 29, that I've witnessed, though, where the first hour of it had me just like this, nigga. I was in there. I ain't going to lie. I felt like a little kid, bro. And hey, he was hearing hey, a story. He I took that like, shot of like, trying to hear some director straight. Hey, oh, bro. This dude, this dude, this dude. This dude. Hey, bro. Hey, you remember the uh, you remember don't be a man South Central when dude was just swinging and punching. Yeah, this is essentially hey, what it was like. He came in this ball just throwing haymakers. Um, hey, bro, the first 10 15 minutes he went in, I'm I'm sitting back like, and bro, bro, he just kept going, bro. But what I like it because it, it really makes it feel like we are in an age of truth where people almost have to tell the truth. And I loved his phrase. It was, um, uh, uh, truth don't need any motivation. Yes, the truth don't need any motivation. Yeah, that will hit. I put that in my notes. And that's real talk, bro. You know what I'm saying? Having had going through a season where, you know what I'm saying, you had to be truthful and real with yourself. You know what I'm saying? Like, what he was saying is spot on, bro. Like, what, and like he said, he wasn't there to really ridicule or throw shade. But what he wasn't about to allow is lies to be told. And like we ain't just gonna address these niggas lying. He said, Yeah, yeah, you like, oh no, we finna address. He said, finna address this lying. He said, and then he came up with the statement, well, why did he lie? I don't know why liars lie, which is very, <laughs> which is very true. Because you notice nobody has denied anything he said. They just are essentially responding, but nobody's saying that what Cat Williams said isn't true. Yeah, and like I said, even Ricky you know? Smiley said, "Oh yeah, I auditioned for the part," and then didn't talk about nothing else. Yeah. He didn't bring up how he said cat stole a part or none of that. No, no, no. That's what he was saying. He was saying that uh technically, like they they gave the part to him and stole it, whatever. He was supposed to be Money Mike and all that. And I'm just like, and I'm gonna be honest with you, now that I think back to Friday at the next, I didn't want to see Ricky Smiley be Money Mike. And like Cat Williams said, at that point he did have a huge Christian base. Yeah. So how are you gonna go from playing that or Bernice? Miss Bernice Jenkins to playing Cat Williams. Oh, yeah, playing Mike. the pimp. Yeah, playing yeah. the pimp. And it was because think about it, that's what we knew Cat Williams for because right. he did so great in the role yeah, as Money like, Mike. Come on now, that's how he ended up being a pimp named Slipback on uh, uh Boondocks. He said it's a whole. He said you got to say the whole thing. A pimp named <laughs> Slipback. You know what I'm saying? Like, come on now, man. No, I didn't want to see. I didn't want to see. Uh, what's his, what's his name? Ricky Smile. I didn't want to see that man no, being on Money no. Mike, bro. That's and and, and I like <clears throat> I'm not saying no 
I'm with I'm with Cat because even just looking at it, bro, I wouldn't want to see Kat, uh, uh, Ricky Smiley be money, Mike. I just don't believe it. I don't he, believe he was, it. He was perfect as he was the, the, the Santa, Santa Claus, Claus bro. Yeah. You know, and and Ice Cube even confirmed. You know, what I'm saying, well, he was saying that he that he had already had the script and different things, and that's what I'm saying too. Because Ice Cube, when you listen to what he was saying, he never confirmed nor denied what Cat Williams was saying about the role either. He yeah. was just saying that the script was wrote because you know Cal Williams acted. And he said that he wrote Friday After Next, and Cat and all well, that. Ice, yeah, Ice Cube was just wanting to say like, "Hey, the script was wrote before he auditioned for it." You know what I'm saying? But he didn't say, "Nah." He didn't say Ricky Smiley was telling the truth that I I wanted them to flip roles and blah blah. He didn't say that. Yeah. And at the end of the day, bro, what he was saying about people, bro, he's bringing up the kings of comedy, bro. He's bringing up uh uh them the the guys throughout the years getting in these dresses and all this stuff, bro. Cause and not yeah. one person, not one person filed a character defamation suit. Ain't yeah. nobody got lawyers involved. He says some 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 outlandish. I'm just right? telling you right now. He he a man say some stuff like that about me, bro. And it's he lying. Then we got you know what I'm saying. But if he telling the truth, it's like what you can do. But if he lying, bro, you you gotta see me. I, that's one of them mugs, bro. You pull up like Stone Cold Steve Austin on WWE. Oh my God, it's Stone Cold. Yeah. <laughs> Stone Cold. You drive the F one fifty into the arena, like where is where where he at? Where he come? I didn't have one beer, two beer, three beer. We wanted to take a second to highlight one of our sponsors. Align Kings is a personal care brand for men, whose mission is to provide holistic personal care essentials to elevate your appearance boost self-confidence and enable peak performance in your everyday life unleash your confidence and make a statement a lion king's beard oil makes the perfect style companion for a night on the town ensuring your beard is impeccably aligned and ready to impress let's reign with confidence unleash the power of your beard you can follow a lion kings on instagram at a lion kings and you can also check out their website at www.alignkings.com. Boy, but something though that made me go and look. So, one thing that separates the greats is not only do they have great stand-ups, but they are great in movies, just being themselves. Yes. And if you really think about some of the movies that Cat Williams in or TV shows. He always has lines or things that he said that made you remember it. That, that's what makes you, yeah. Because first Sunday, you can get what I'm saying. That was a cool movie, but I remember him being a daggone choir director. That, that, that's what made the movie. That's what made the movie. That's, that's what, what made, made the, the movie. movie. Once you, like the whole movie was built up, you know what I'm saying, with the plot. But the funny part didn't start until you got to the church scenes and he was involved in them. Just real talk, you know. And Friday after next. You know, don't get me wrong. Then I I like all the Fridays. You get what I'm saying. You know, I like all. Of them. But if he wasn't Money Mike, I feel like there would have been a hole in the movie. Yeah, it would have been know? different. He was a great villain, and he played it perfectly. Yeah, like know, there was no was breaking character. Hilarious. He hilarious. he played it perfectly. But I think too, when you think about it, like all the comedians that he called out, can you name a funny line from something that they said? Can you name? Like a joke that you remember from them, Steve, Kevin Hart, maybe just because Kevin Hart's more. Don't recent. get me wrong, Steve and said like the Kings of Comedy. I could if I really thought about it, because like don't get me wrong, the 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 original Kings of Comedy 
when you had all four of them record and it was on stage together, all four of them was hilarious. DL, DL Hughley, Bernie Mac, you know, all four of them was hilarious. But now when you realize that some of the jokes that I found hilariously funny ain't your jokes, you know, that's what that's what pissed me off and bothered me and about what the he whole stole thing. From Mark Curry? Yeah, Mark Curry. And then um, um um The Hanging with Mr. Cooper show. I didn't even bro. think about that. I didn't even because I was kids was, though. That's why you didn't think about it. So by the time you got older and really pay attention, oh, the Steve Harvey show was cool, blah blah. You know what I'm saying? He, but yeah, it was really Mark Curry's hanging with Mr. Cooper. You just gave a dip. Now he's the music teacher. But the whole, but the whole thing, you know what I'm saying? You just make sense. Like when he basically was saying that. Uh, My bad, y'all. We just got distracted by. So we gonna have to end that. Yeah, we gonna have to. Shout out to the window builder. Hey, hold on. Let me see. They okay? Yeah, they're fine. Ain't nothing going on. Oh, baby kid. Why she let that baby out there with her hair like that? Oh, that's why that baby crying. <clears throat> okay. Hold on. I'm going to edit it out, and then we're going to set back three, two, one. Yeah, man, you know what I'm saying? How everything just kind of went with the Steve Harvey show, which I actually like the Steve Harvey yeah, show. Steve Harvey show. show is one of my favorite shows growing up, you know what I'm saying? So when you hear these things, it's just like, dang, bro, like, took that man, you know what I'm saying, persona, you know, and didn't bring him. And that's my thing about it. If it's your show and you basically took that persona to make it your own, you didn't bring him on the show? Like, you didn't give them a role. You didn't, you know what I'm saying? Like, you didn't, you know, it, it's, you know me, bro. I always talk. It's all about paying homage. It's always about paying mm -hmm. homage, bro. When you take something that you know you got from somebody, don't get me wrong. You shouldn't do things where you're looking for something back. But if you know daggone well you took an, an idea or a concept from somebody, just pay homage, bro. It's just respect. It's just principle, mm -hmm. you know? And that's where Cat Williams is saying, you ain't finna get on here talking about this and that. Just like he was talking about, Steve Harvey took his uh his childhood story. Mm -hmm. When he said that, I'm like, Damn. his story and Mark Curry's story. Yeah, and you and all that. Hey, bro. Oh, what did Future say, bro? What did Future say? He said, if they don't have a story, they can make one. With this day and age of social media, he said, if you ain't got a story, they'll make one. And he wasn't saying it's just this day and age of social media. He was just, and that was back. 2011. He he said that years ago. And I don't want to be like, why are you quoting future? But what he said was real. If they don't have a story, they'll make one. And shoot, what Cat Williams saying, Steve Harvey and one of them. I'm like, dang. Oh, yeah, now anybody can come up with good quotes. Like Gucci Man on the Breakfast Club years ago said, if you stuck looking in through the drive through mirror, I mean, stuck looking at the rear view mirror, you're going to crash every time because you're not looking forward. Thanks. But hey, when people yeah. drop lines, hey, when people yeah. drop lines, they drop lines. Yeah, bro. Yeah. Who it is. And something that he went deeper on. So he did another interview with Willie D live. And I watched some of like 30, 45 minutes of that one. That one was only like an hour. Mm -hmm. But he expands on things a little bit more. Like Cat Williams actually talks about what actually happened in that uh the competition that he went up against oh, yeah, Harvey yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, a little bit more behind the scenes of different things that happened. Um, I do like, too, that he gave Bernie his flowers. Because I feel like you've been hearing for years about how they talk bad about Bernie, mm -hmm. how they were mad that he didn't go last and all this. So it was kind of cool to see him get his own thing. Because really, his career was just starting to take off yeah. right before he died. 
And that's what I'm saying, bro. All this stuff just be conspiracies and just, you know, but I ain't going to get into all that, man. It's just, it, it just makes you wonder, bro, because he wasn't, he wasn't getting down with the agenda, bro. And that's where I just feel like, like Dave Chappelle, Bernie, uh, Bernie Mac, you know what I'm saying? Like, Cat Williams. Cat Williams, like, they just, you know, you go through these seasons where you like, damn, what happened to him or where he at? And then Bernie Mac, uh, he finally get a show and he got to narrate his own show. You got to. So basically what I feel like, bro, like, like at that time, like you real life, probably, I don't even know how many people was on a set, but you narrating a show. It's like they didn't even give you a full scripted yeah, but he made, show. And he, but he made, made, he made and it's still one of the best shows out. Shoot, Nisha be watching them more. It's like when we ain't got nothing to watch, something I come home or we just chilling. She watching the Bernie Mac show, you she know. Bernie Mac or my wife and kids. Oh my, oh, my wife and kids, bro, is a classic, bro. They're so good. Cla hey everyone, Ground Hard Strength and Development will host our first Youth Skills Drills and Development session Monday, January twenty second at six p.m. at the Smet Jesuit High School. We are looking for the elementary and middle school student athletes. The session will cover running fundamentals, jumping and landing basics, lateral movements and body control, core strength and core power. Student athletes will learn cognitive processing and weight room etiquette. We are preparing our kids for high school and collegiate athletics. For rates and any questions or concerns, contact Coach Green at 314-445-9543 or call Coach KJ at 618-803. 9895. Let's grind hard. Let's believe the process and let's grind it hard. But let's get to the real topic. So, you, you have brought up something before about Kevin Hart. That's what I'm about to get to. Oh, okay. That's exactly what I'm about okay. to do. This finger right here. Yeah. This finger right here about what he said about Kevin Hart. And I 100% agree with him. I don't care. Argue with your mama. I've said this before and I said it again. Kevin Hart is not funny. Drop the mic. He's not funny. He, Kevin Hart, is not funny, bro. Like, real talk. And what I told you off camera, we talked about this before, is if Kevin Hart, his skits, his, his, uh, um, his, what's it word for, um, not his performance, you know what I'm saying? If he was my stature, if he was solid or 6'3", 6'4", stature type of guy, mm -hmm. his performance, what, how he acts and what he do would not be funny. It mm -hmm. wouldn't be funny. And I'm going to just hang on to it. The boy, the man's original stage name was what? Look Kev the Bastard? Yeah, Come on, bro. That's not funny. You real life go up there and make a damn fool of yourself. You get what I'm saying? Like, yeah. so I, I was saying, I'm not gonna say he's not funny. I would just say in his first two specials, he was really funny. He actually came off like a comedian, but now it's kind of like after that, the one wherever it was in theaters and he did the fire, that's when it started to fall off and he started just to act goofy instead of just being a stand up comedian delivering jokes. Yeah, kind of like a Chappelle, Cat Williams, a Chris Rock, where I'm just standing there. Now, of course, they do stuff to kind of make right. it funnier, but like they don't act like, like you said, kind of like buffoons. Oh yeah, I was acting, just about to say like an imbecile, acting like um, a court jester. Yes, that's he's essentially, he's essentially, um, they're just delivering comedy. It's just different. 
Because even it's like content. When you that's watch, the word I was yeah, thinking about. Because even when you watch some of the movies that Kevin Hart is in, or even Tiffany Haddish, like both of the people we caught up, yeah. they essentially have the same roles outside of the couple serious movies he did, but like that he essentially is playing the same roles, like a goofy, kind of over the top goofy dude that is. Yeah, bro. He just, just I don't like silly. how he used the persona or the the perception and like the stigma of the little bastard child, like the little bastard baby kid. Like that's how that's his state. If I was to give his his content like a like a arrangement or whatever. He he try to come off every time, no matter the movie or stand up, like the little baby bastard child, like that little bad kid that you would be like, man, his mom or his dad you need to whoop his ass. That's how he acts. That's that's how he try to be funny. He was the kid in class that would make all the ruckus and try to crack all the jokes because he didn't know how to read or he don't understand the, the the content in the room, and you only find him funny because. He's distracting everybody because nobody really want to do the work, but he don't know how to do the work. He's one. He that's that's the persona he gives me. Yeah, I just think he's lost since he since he's been more Hollywood. I feel like he's kind of lost his edge. I don't know if he needs because you go can back. Only, that can that can only go so far, and I feel like that's what Cat Williams was really just pointing out. His what you consider Kevin Hart to be can really only go so far, bro. And all I'm saying is, bro, Cat Williams and Dave Chappelle and Bernie Mac. Would have been hilarious and funny when Richard Pryor and them was just coming out. When Red Eddie, Fox, Eddie Griffin too, Eddie Griffin too, Eddie, Eddie Griffin when, too. When 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 Eddie Murphy and them all them were young, Richard Pryor, Red Fox, the original comedians, they would have been funny back then. You get yeah. what I'm saying? No, and Richard Pryor was really in Red Fox too, but <clears throat> they were kind of like that first wave of comedy that was ex- really explicit. Yeah, you yeah. get what I'm saying? But back then, just like music. You had to have good music without all that cursing, without all that, without all the dumb stuff, theatricals. Yeah, you had to just have that. good, funny jokes back then, because you couldn't do all that explicit stuff and all that, bro. They wasn't having that because no. one, a lot of people were in church more then, mm-hmm. to where, hold on, bro, you you going too far with some of these yeah, jokes? Yeah, faith based. Yeah, homes. you get what I'm saying? Like, hold on, like now, you know, what I'm saying it's kind of like an open sandbox where you know, hey. As long as you don't t- talk about, you know, those couple, you know, groups of people. And we, I'm, you know, that'd be another conversation. As long as you don't talk about really two groups of people, for real. You can talk about anybody else you want to, but them two groups of people, you know. Other than that, you good to go. Back then, there were so many different things, hoops and, and stuff that you like, hey, you can't hop over and do that. No, nah, brother, it's too far. Too far. Go ahead and bring it back. You know, that's where I was just like, Kevin Hart. You know what I'm saying? Dave Chappelle, not Kevin Hart, Cat Williams, Dave Chappelle, you know, Bernie Mac. You know what I'm saying? Like, they would have been yeah, funny, funny back then. Like, back universal. Then. Universal so, funny. So, I feel like what Cat Williams is doing with this Dark Matter mm-hmm. tour, have you ever seen Eddie Griffin's Freedom of Speech? Yes. Where he just started dropping yes. bombs of truth. Hey, That's well, what I feel like Cat Williams is going to do on this Dark Matter tour. You know where he's from? He's from, he from Kansas City. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, Eddie Griffin, he's from Kansas City. Oh, yeah, he is. Because he tells yeah. a joke about how, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yep. Yeah. Yep. No, yeah, no, I agree. I feel like he this Dark Matter tour is going to be which I got tickets early. This Dark Matter tour is going to be like him starting to drop truth. Because I've I've already heard some of the jokes about it. Like he was talking about McDonald's fries and potatoes. A lot of fries so good. Have you seen that yet? Mm -mm. So they got clips of it, bro. He was just talking about how like essentially 
the they get perfect potatoes, but they put so many pesticides on the land that you have to wait four days after you spray it because anything that touches it dies, whether it's an animal, whether Damn. it's an insect. Who? Yes, McDonald's potatoes. Jeez. And then when they take the potatoes, they put them in like this room and they have to sit there and air off for about three weeks. Yes, because of all the toxic chemicals that have been put on it. And that's what we're eating. Not we. Well, I mean, like America. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you know. <laughs> no, but and that's just one of the things he talks about. And he even makes a joke like, after what I just said, that's not going to stop a lot of y'all from still eating them. Like, no, for real. Yeah, it was real. Just to supersize me alone, bro. That You know, we have to watch that in middle school uh, health class. Like, that didn't stop people from not eating McDonald's. But that's because that just kind of goes to what they were showing, like, um, they call them Tyrone and what they do in the food and all that. You know what I'm saying? Like, in the mm -hmm. chicken, like, you already so addicted to the chemicals and all that yeah, stuff that's in it. Adding to you, it. You're not, you don't have a mindset to stop, you know? And what they did was they put it in a <clears throat> coalition. Get out of church, go eat some chicken or some of that food. You have that fellowship and that camaraderie. In your mind, if you take the chicken and that eating piece out of there, now the whole thing is dismantled because your survival mindset is kicked in of um, eating, uh, a habitat as far as where you live, and social interactions. So if you put those things together in a cycle, and that's why I feel like dining became a thing where you put all of those things in uh, one. You feel in a good homing place, good food. Golden Corral. Golden Corral. Who goes to Golden Corral? The church crowd. Yeah. Y'all sit yeah. down at a table together, yeah. eat the foods you would normally eat. Because this is saw y'all talking from Cat Williams. Mm -hmm. But I've always felt when they ask, like when your family, like when they ask if your family's had a history of diabetes. Mm-hmm. Part of it, yes, is genetic, mm -hmm. but I also feel like a big part of it is too. That's are y'all eating all eating yeah. the same foods but as the those eating. people? It's what you eating. It's the food. Yeah, and that's and that's why I be saying like when I'm training clients and things like that, like I need to know as a healthcare professional, you know what I'm saying, and being certified and insured and all that. I'm like, hey, do you have you been your know, family dealt with high blood pressure and different things like that? But typically, if you tell me yes, 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 then I know growing up as a kid, your eating habits was poor. Yeah, it was terrible. Like, you, you know, because that's the only way you can get those things, brother. It's what you eat. It's what you eat. You know? But uh, back on top of with the Cat Williams thing and talking about Kevin Hart and all this tomfoolery that was going on and Cat Williams been exposing it, y'all. Hey. He was different. Hey, bro. As a child. He even brought up the P. Diddy stuff, bro. Them parties. He's a lot of people been coming out and say, lead it. Don't go to the take that take that mansion. Don't take don't go to that mansion. And my, my thing is, bro, it's just the he's just exposing, bro, what a lot of people have been saying. And honestly, I'm glad that he's saying because truthfully, bro, I've been saying stuff like this. Me and some of my friends, we've been talking about this stuff since we was in elementary, middle school, like Man. conspiracy theories and different mm -hmm. things, what's going on in Hollywood, the like dress thing with Yeah, Hollywood. the whole dress thing. He talked about that, bro. He told uh what what's he what he who he tell not to get in the dress? Uh, Brandy T. Jackson. Brandy T. Jackson, and, and you see the uh, the interview that he did was like he should have listened because he said, "Man, anything, nothing went right for me since. Nothing went right for him since." He said, "Y'all, I know y'all having an up and coming." Yeah, he tour. said, "I know y'all was asking what where I went because you went from lottery tickets to Big Mom House Three, and then we didn't see you again. Nope. I ain't seen you again." And he said, "Bro, I'm over to God." He, yeah, he's basically saying like, "Bro, I went started experiencing spiritual warfare. Like I was going through stuff spiritually, and that's all I'm saying, bro. We wasn't made to be getting in there all that, bro." 
Because think about it, Kevin Hart originally said he would never do it. Yeah. He said, he said, I would never do it and it be part of it. Really, Come on, man. He did it. And then things just started kind of taking off from there when he did it. Like, bro, if y'all just even go into, like, the history of doing it, like, I seen the um, the interview with Urkel when they was going to make Urkel wear a dress. Mm-hmm. The whole thing with his dad on the set saying, like, no, nah, we're not doing this. Mm-hmm. And just the whole thing about black men being in dresses in general. Like, I was listening to somebody else. They kind of think it was like an old, like, Hollywood trope, something that they're just lazy and they throw in there. I think it might be partially that, but I do feel like they are purposely putting black men in dresses. Whatever you feel like the reason is, I'll leave that to y'all. I'm going to go no deeper than that. It's some some Greek-connected roots on what they would do over there, bro, and the European stuff, bro. I'm telling you. I'm telling you because you got to understand, bro, all that stuff goes back to... Let's just say, like, uh, 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 like I don't want to say medieval times, but like <clears throat> the Romans and Greeks and all them, bro. It was nothing for them to be, you know, what I'm saying, homosexual and, and cross dressing and doing different things back then. You know what I'm saying? So those people, you know, um, I don't, I'm gonna get off on the tangent with like the different Knights Templar and all the different secret societies and all that. That's what's infiltrating and running Hollywood, you know, and ultimately running the America or running the world. So if you want to be a part of stuff like that, Amy, come on, put that dress on. Come on, come on over here to this mansion. Because you've had Columbus short. He uh, did a a social media video was talking about how P. Diddy called him like one or two in the morning, asking what he got going on. You know what I'm saying? Even light skinned dude, um, I don't know his name. From B2K? Bro. No, not from B2K. Uh, no, uh, nah, bro. He played in a Tyler Perry uh, series, like the plays, the actual plays. I would have to look up his name, but even he was talking about how Tyler Perry was trying to, you know what I'm saying, have him play certain roles and engage in certain things that he wasn't cool with. And that's why he ended up getting out of. The Tom, the Tyler Perry movies and stuff like that, because he was he was in a lot of the different plays, and I would wonder why he never made it to some of the actual movies. Movies like I feel like it's yeah. I was about to say I feel like a lot of people wasn't talking about taking that step over and doing certain things that got you from the plays to the to the screen. Hey, well, Boondocks exposed it all, honestly. Yeah, boy. Because you know, I don't know if y'all know, but back in the day, the Boondocks episodes that they made on uh, Tyler Perry, not only did they take it off or erase it? But if it was even like saved under like your stuff, like episodes you say, they erase it off of that too. Oh yeah, bro. Now oh, you yeah. can go watch it now because it's on uh, with Netflix. Yeah. So they got the full season, but it essentially talked about everything he did. Mm-hmm. It was a similar story. The type of people that he used, mm-hmm. the dark skinned guy is the villain. The light skinned dude is a hero, but he used to be a thug, but mm-hmm. now he wants to be with Jesus. <laughs> like, bro, that, that whole episode was crazy. That was just that might be back, the next like, thing that that's exposed. What more people in Black Hollywood? Oh, bro, and, and the thing is, bro, it's not even gonna be Black Hollywood. I need people to understand, bro, the, where the world is coming to the end. Right? I'm telling y'all, it's about to be so much stuff that's about to reveal itself and be exposed and opened up, man. And it's gonna blow your mind. I just need people getting ready. You know, what I'm saying, getting their life right and um, stocking up on resources and defense and protection because it's gonna get real out here boy you think it's real now it's gonna get real people finna start getting exposed and losing their damn mind out here when that money and control lose their damn mind 
you think it's chaotic now, bro, it's going to get even more chaotic. And think about it. We kicked off 2024 with it. It's, it's just January 15th, ain't it? It's just, uh, 16th, maybe? 16th? 15th, 16th? Hold on. My bad. Hold on. Just... 15th. No, I'm right here. Yeah, it's just January 15th. So, ain't no tell. <laughs> think about it, bro. The summer ain't even got here yet. It's not even you already know how the summer is, especially here in St. Louis. I know, you know, my view, our viewers and listeners, you know, say y'all worldwide. I'm claiming it worldwide, internationally known. Let me lie. You don't even know that movie Double Take. You probably ain't even seen it. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 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 damn, we was just talking about it. Um, Griffin. Um, Eddie, Eddie Griffin. Griffin. Yeah, bro. Eddie Griffin and um, uh, uh, Dr. Lee from uh, Drumline. I don't know his real name, but... They was in it. Yeah, bro. Double take. He said, I'm internationally known Freddie Tiffany. <laughs> yeah, bro. But, you know, podcast is going to reach international waters here soon. Um, I think that's it, bro. I don't no. really have much else no, to say. That's it. Yeah, you know. So that's all we got for y'all today. It's your boy, uh, Josh Ray Davis, a.k.a. J. What's going on, man? It's Coach Green. And we out of here, y'all. Yes. Stay. Oh, don't forget to su- subscribe to the YouTube we're now on Apple, Spotify, and Amazon. Amazon. Yep. Click that button below. Mm-hmm.